Bitcoin Roundtable. Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. It's uh, Bitcoin Roundtable. This is episode 71. Vince here, and I'm here with Darren. Hello. What do you want to talk about, Darren? I don't know. We were just talking about Teslas. Oh, yes. And I was reading on Reddit that there was a guy that put 55,000 kilometers on his Tesla, and it only cost him $400. And before he got his Tesla, he was a little uh, skeptical. And now he's actually going on social media and telling people, you know, it's the best car in the world. Now, what does he pay for hydro? Does he have a solar panel or something? Didn't say, right? Didn't like say. Someone told me it was like 10 15 bucks, basically, is the equivalent of a full tank of fuel for a Tesla. You know, it's still a pricey vehicle. Oh, it depends on what type of vehicle you're looking at, though, right? What's the base model in Tesla in Canada go for? I guess is the question. I like forty thousand. No, no. I think Google. More. You have to Google it. Google okay, it. I think I think it's more like eighty. Oh no, no. I mean, I, I think a year or two ago you could pick up a Tesla for thirty-five grand because of the government incentives, but I think it's about forty something now. Forty-five-six. So for $45,600, you can buy a Tesla in your, Ontario. Your base model. Yeah, sure. Yes. I right. Mean, it has four wheels and brakes, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's got a little bit more dash. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I went into the Tesla dealership. You, you can pick your wood, sure. your leather. Yeah, yeah. So how much did you buy your Honda for? It, it, it was in and around the 40. So if you bought a Tesla instead of the Honda... Say it costs you an extra five grand, but you're you basically would almost essentially drive it for free, the fuel. So you'd almost be break even at this point, would you not? I wouldn't buy a Tesla right now. Okay, but I'm just saying, like for you know, like for total cost comparisons. Yeah. You also really, as far as I know, you mm-hmm. pretty much need a charger at your house. I think my dad was saying that he, he was he was planning to sell his house and then buy a smaller house. He was downsizing, and then okay. he, he decided not to, in part because of the cost, because the costs were huge. But um, under the current laws at the time, which was a year or two ago, he would have had to put an electric vehicle charger in his garage. So it's a mandatory thing. I don't really? know if that still persists now under Doug Ford, but... Uh, yeah, he huh. brought that up, and of course he was disgusted because, well, that's an extra expense, and he doesn't have an electric vehicle. So. Right. But, you know, it's interesting how uh, it all kind of snowballs into this. Uh, it I mean, doesn't go nearly as far as a tank of gas will in my Honda. Nearly as far. How far does your Honda go? Oh, it go, it, it's up there around 7-something. Seven 700 kilometers. Yes. So what... In a Tesla, in kilometers, what is the range? Oh, you're making me Google everything. Well, we just we have to compare apples to apples. I think Tesla is two fifty miles, right? Or maybe plus or minus ten percent in cold weather. In the winter, you know, you don't have the storage capacities uh, like you would in hot weather, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a proponent either way. I just want to make sure we're being fair. Yep. Okay, 539 kilometers. Now that is the Model what, what S. What's the bottom model? The S is the low. Is the low model? 
So it's not much. I mean, you know, it's basically more than three quarters of a tank of gas in your Honda before you have to recharge it. But you got to find a recharging station. Oh, well, they're not like gas stations, right? You're playing a good at devil's advocate. I understand, and they're always trying to put more stations out there, but that's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, are you home every night in the Honda? <laughs> you know me, I don't go anywhere. So yeah, I, my Tesla would park in the driveway just like my Honda. To does. be honest, to be honest, both of us are probably prime prime candidates for a Tesla. You know, we're usually home at night every night. Yeah, I, I like the car. I, I really do. You know, it's funny, like, you know, in the long run, it's probably a better deal even to, to get the charger installed. But, you know, human nature, maybe it's a thousand bucks. You got to lay out a thousand bucks to get a charger in. I don't know. Right. Probably maybe even more, you know. Yeah. It's just that the numbers work on paper, but it's it's hard to lay out that cash initially, I guess, right? In fact, oh. in fact the Tesla's probably a bad car for you. <laughs> I'd probably have to get you'll, you'll, tickets. You'll rack up speeding tickets. Like. Yes, where in my, my little four-banger Honda, I beat the guy in the skateboard off the line. That's about it. And that's probably good for me. Yeah. You know? That's good. It's funny. You, you know I live in Owen Sound, and uh, Owen Sound's a small, you know, it's 22,000 people. And, but we have a lot of electric car charging. Yeah. Patients. Yes. Is there some at the college? There are seven of them at the Canadian Tire. Oh, really? And four at the Scotiabank. Are they, are they, now, are they free or do you have to pay? I've never actually pulled up to one because I don't know. I, I would imagine you have to pay. I, I can't imagine it's free. Who's giving well, like, free know. hydro? Well, if it's government-induced. Because I heard something on Reddit, like there's a couple in the U.S., but they're... You know, some guy ran the numbers and said it was just an insane ripoff. Well, you know, it's it's justifiable economic common sense. It it just takes time to, you know, let it sink into your brain and consider it as a real option, I guess. You know. Well, the other side is service, right? And the initial story was they're fantastic because there's very little maintenance you have to do. Right. Um, aside from the odd design flaw, as happens with newer cars, um, there was a design flaw with Tesla. I think where you open the trunk or something, and then in snowy weather, all the snow would flow into the trunk when you open it. Like, oh, okay. Right, right. Weird little things like that. Yeah. And the stuff you can kind of get around, especially if you have a garage, you can keep it in the garage and you don't have to worry about it. Um, there has been some issues with uh, software, you know, where... You have to go to a licensed dealer and they update the software and until then your car's bricked, you can't use it. Right. Like there's there is a bit of issues I've been hearing on the fringes about some frustration with owners and that, you know, it's a perfectly working car that they can drive yet they're not allowed to because the software doesn't allow them they have to go pay some licensing fee or something mm, like that okay well you can't go into joe's garage and get it fixed no but there's some proprietary weird things kind of you know making their voices heard a bit right not enough to really worry me too much but um, i i would say if i had an issue with tesla's that would probably be something I'd look into first 
before considering to buy. A couple horror stories on Reddit, I guess, mm-hmm. I've stumbled across over the last six months. You owned a BMW at one time. Yeah. And I remember you telling me that they're very, very expensive to get serviced. Yeah, the maintenance is huge on them. And that's where I put Tesla on that. Yeah, but you don't need, you never have to replace a head gasket. It's an electric motor. It's, it's so straightforward. And there's just a lot less moving parts on a Tesla. Yeah, I still think of it as a, uh, a rich man's car. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of people do. I mean, and probably 80% of the population or more think that same thing. And the reality is, though, when you start looking deeper into it, you realize it's not really that way. You have, but you got to have the money up front to put into it. Sure, the electricity is cheaper than gas, but... Yeah, I, but I, you came up with 40000 for your Honda, but a Tesla's forty-five. If you can finance them. I heard that they're coming out with a lease program. Yeah, like it's... And that would be interesting because I, I would try, I would actually try to lease one. Yeah, to me, it's just the charging. I have no place to charge it at home. I can't plug it into something unless it's into a normal wall socket, which I know is not no. going to do the job, right? So, But like you said, you don't spend a couple thousand dollars and yeah. put one in your house. Yeah, that's exactly it. Still- the, the thing is about batteries is batteries perform better when in warm weather. Right. So the colder it is, the less energy capacity a battery retains. Like when you get into 40 below weather, which is rare, yet it happens... The Ontario Arctic. It, it happens every winter up here. Yes, it does. You know, maybe at least for a couple of days. Yeah. You know, that's when everybody's car doesn't start. It's so cold, the battery is functioning at like 40% of mm-hmm. its normal capacity. So there's just no power left in the battery. You need a very high capable battery. A battery that's been around for a couple of years that doesn't have the energy capacity it used to. You will notice it more so in very cold weather. Because mm-hmm. it just, you know, it won't have enough energy, you know, to turn the motor over. Right. So at 40 below, you know, an electric car... You know, when they say, how many miles was it? Uh, 500 kilometers or something? 530 something kilometers. Now, I don't know if that's 530 kilometers in the summer in 25 degree weather. If it's 20 below or 30 below, you know, that might be um, 350 kilometers. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I just haven't researched it. But, you know, when you get into cold weather climates, those are the questions that I need answers for before. Yeah. Although, you know, do I, would I drive 300 kilometers before charging it? Once in a while, you know, a trip to Toronto and back's about 340 kilometers, right? Yeah, yeah, give or take, depending on where you're going, sure. Yeah. So, you know, and hell, hell no, I don't want to, you know, my <laughs> Tesla to run out of juice and sit on the side of the road. What do you do then, right? Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting scenario. You know, I think one day, or maybe even hopefully, if I'm in a position when I'm looking for my next car, I can consider a Tesla as being one of them. Well, to be honest with you, within a year or two, it's probably going to be a fairly obvious choice to go for something like the Tesla. I mean, to me, the only thing holding it all back is really having the ability to charge it at home. 
yeah, those, those costs right? because I'm curious because I drive by them every single day and I've never really stopped to look at them because I don't have no need for them. But. You know, and with the uh, the AI type driving stuff, you may find you save a thousand a year on, on insurance. I, I don't know. I don't know about anyone listening out there, but insurance in Canada is ridiculous. <laughs> As Darren puts it, it's un- it's unaffordable. You yes, know? it's we, crazy. We get definitely hosed. You buy a Tesla, you save a thousand a year in insurance. Like, it should be an obvious point. But. You see lots of uh, videos where it does avoid crashes and stuff like that, eh? Like, I've seen. Well, a that's few. exactly it. Yeah. If the insurance industry, like, you know, they use statistics, right? Yes. Use data through, you know, maybe 10,000 cars of a specific model and year that are on the road. And over a five-year span, it turns out that the total cost of accidents from these vehicles is 30% compared to the total cost of accidents from a different vehicle. Then they can reduce the rates. Maybe sure. Maybe not to the degree they save on it, but... Something. Know, yeah, and, and maybe they should too, right? By at least half. What happens one day when we get to a point where we have all self-driving cars? Will we even need to have insurance? <laughs> uh, as a formality, probably, yeah. Yeah, insurance companies never going to let us out of that. No, but I mean, I look forward to that time because, you know, at that point, if everybody's in self-driving cars, you can go on a two-hour trip to somewhere, but all of a sudden everyone's going 300 miles an hour. Or two. Right. Or, you know, 100 miles an hour yeah. or whatever the most efficient way is because you don't have to drive slow anymore. Your only real limit is efficiency, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. The faster you drive, the less, efficiency, the less efficient it becomes. So it becomes a trade-off between time on the road versus uh, the efficiency of uh, the amount of fuel you spend yes. to get there. So. Yeah. But, you know, everyone could be driving 80 miles an hour on the way to Toronto. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's no accidents. Yeah. I look forward to that day. Yeah, one, and I think it'll be here sooner than later. And you, you know, you can sit in the back and read the paper, or <laughs> you know, have meetings. <laughs> That's got to be weird. Well, speaking of that, or have sex like somebody did in the Tesla. I, I, I googled it. I had to. Uh, I saw it on Reddit. They said I did too. About it. Somebody had sex in a Tesla. And... Pornhub. <laughs> there, there, there's actually a Pornhub video of a guy and a girl, and he puts it on autopilot. And he drives down the highway, and they are having sex in the car. Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't need to worry about driving, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Tesla didn't love it, but... <laughs> why, why wouldn't they? It's great advertising, right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, people start thinking, wow, you know, you don't have to drive. I know there was one guy on a highway in a Tesla, and there was another car in the highway that passed by this guy. And he was fast asleep. Yeah. Test loader came out of a bar completely shit-faced and uh, got in his car and put his car in all about it. They pulled him over and he was passed out behind the wheel and his car was driving. Did he get charged? Uh, I, I can't say. Certainly I, I, so. Cer- yeah, for sure he did. Okay. Now the real question is, should he, have? should he have been charged? And if he should have been charged, should he have been charged? The same amount as a person who wasn't driving a car with autopilot. You know? Yeah, but if he was driving a different car and passed out, driving the Tesla, much reduced potential of him killing anyone. If it's on autopilot? Yes. Absolutely. The whole autopilot thing. You, you must be on the highway in a lane and to put autopilot on, right? Like, you can't jump in a car, hit an autopilot button, and the car will take you home. It doesn't work like that. 
Like, it won't stop at lights, it won't change lanes, it won't take corners, am I correct? Well, I don't know. I don't either, but I'm pretty sure well, it's... If it doesn't do any of those three things, then how on earth was he asleep? There's no way he'd be able to sleep. Well, if he's on the highway... He was on the highway. It, w- it will stay within a lane, and it does know the cars around you where they're at. So, you know, if you get on, you know, I-95 heading to Florida or something, right? You can be on that highway for 12 hours and never, ever stop. I think that's what it must be. Because there's no way it corners. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it hooks into nav systems and does its own thing. Well, yeah. I'm thinking five, ten years it will be able to do that. I would, I would agree. Oh, I think it's quicker than that. Currently, mm-hmm. 100% depend on the Tesla car protecting you from everything. Right. But I know this for a fact. If there's something in front of the Tesla and the Tesla's moving fast, it will try to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Or slow down to a complete stop to make sure it doesn't hit it. Uh, it's, it's interesting. They're coming a long way. I, I, I look forward to seeing where we are at three to five years from now. Oh, our kids will probably look back at us and go, look at us like idiots. <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. You guys actually drove your own vehicles, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how it is though, right? Yeah, yeah, true enough. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, sitting in the back what four or five years old maybe six or seven i don't know you know the huge rear seat of an oldsmobile delta 88 my dad had a cutlass you know okay well thanks everyone for uh coming out i hope you enjoyed our tesla um conversation oh by the way what's uh, bitcoin's at almost right at sitting around eight thousand. Oh, it is a bit it is a bitcoin podcast so we you know it's true We've been watching it. It's interesting. Darren was telling me that he thinks it's going to just keep going up. Well, it might come down first, but apparently it's just getting started. So. All right. Well, it's... Uh, My see. feeling is forty to 50000 U.S. by the time the happening happens. Wow. You know, this is not investable advice because no. I, I don't want to get sued if it doesn't get there <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> but any of any of us with a little bit kind of hopes you're right well you know it's a lot of people don't like to make predictions and i thought you know i gotta throw a prediction out there there's nothing wrong with making predictions 40 Just, to 50 sure all right 40 so to 50 have it, folks there you got it rock and roll the ayatollah all right good night over and out bitcoin roundtable Random musings and interviews about Bitcoin.